Hello and welcome to Movie Theater Time Machine, although I suppose I should say Hello and welcome to Movie Theater Time Machine, the show where we keep it real to real. Oh, yeah, so to this month we parlay into something that's, I don't know, the theme's kind of odd, number it's, movies. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird kind of, yeah. it's a weird kind of theme, but we're going to roll with it. Mm. Let's see where this takes us. It's going to make sense when we do our 300th episode. Yes. And you'll see. Closer to than you think. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really odd. So we just, had to, we just had to build the theme around that. Yeah. I just have to say it's, yeah. it's madness. Yeah. It's, this is going to be really interesting. And we start this month with one flew over the cuckoo's nest. My name's Nick. I'm Kev. I'm Dan. And Joss is at a concert tonight. Yeah. Boo. Yeah. She <laughs> should be here. Boo. How she have fun or how she broke how out. How dare she? Yeah. So, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is one of those movies that, for me, like, I saw this the first time I was 17 years old, and it was, I was one of the younger kids in my senior year of, of uh, high school, and I legally had to get a permission slip to watch this, <laughs> and my dad was Billy's one- butt. Yeah, it, right? You know, my dad was like, um, yeah, you can watch this thing. Matter of fact, we'll go to Blockbuster, rent it, and I'll watch it with you. And it was one of those, like, teenage kid where I wasn't really having a good time with my dad at the moment. Yeah. And, you know, kind of a re- kind of a coming back and bonding again moment. Yeah. Uh, well, so every me, every and, teenager goes to that just like, I hate you, dad. Yeah. But you don't really. You're just a no. teenager and your hormones are crazy. Right. Yeah. There's a horror show going on and they're like, hormones are firing off in your brain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this movie, it, it holds a special place, but it's interesting because... I see it a little differently now. You know, I did it at 38 than I did when I was 17. And this is, like, my first real experience with the movie as a whole. Because just like just like with many other movies that we've yeah. watched, I've seen bits and pieces of it yeah. here and there, but not the whole thing all the way through. Yeah. And I knew a bunch of it from, like, cultural osmosis. Like, I knew, you know, I knew about The Chief... And I knew about throwing something out a window, but that was mostly from The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you and, really needs a girlfriend. And I knew that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I knew that uh, Jack Nicholson's character, Randall. I know Randall gets his. Yeah, that's really all I knew. Yeah, yeah, and then the, the endless list of parodies. Yes, yeah. so many the, everywhere. The endless list of parodies. I mean, I can only think of two. Yeah. Simpsons and Futurama. Yeah. Uh, there are several others. I mean, many shows have taken a, have taken a stab at it. I'm pretty sure there's a, there's at least one reference to it in Drawn Together. Drawn Together has one. Ah. The show Community has one episode. Yeah. Um, which is a really beautiful, funny episode where they visit a, uh, they visit a psychiatrist but in reality, is an actor paid by uh, the character played by Ken Jeong. Oh. Um, but he's uh, as uh, <laughs> so the actor yeah. is just there to screw with them. Yeah, because he's basically a psychiatrist that makes them think that they're all Greendale was an insane asylum. Ah, you know, so it's like not a real college at all, and they were all crazy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, judging by the few episodes of that I've seen, he might not be wrong. Yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> Considering what happens when paintball gets involved, yeah. the entire place goes mad. Yeah, of the 
you have the four episodes of Paintball, yeah, and I've seen that show too many times. But, but in all honesty, it's a. I mean, this movie itself, I mean, is a classic. It is one mm-hmm. of three movies that had won all five major Academy Awards. Um, you know, besides Silent of the, Silence of the Lambs, and it happened one night. Silence of the Lambs is amazing. It is. It is. So that, yeah. So uh, I've also seen this a yeah. few times before. Yeah. So so I already knew it was a good, yeah. solid movie. Yeah. Yeah. So this this was my like first real experience with it, and I gotta say from from the get go, I don't like Jack Nicholson's character like at all. No, I. When we find, and it's just kind of glazed over why he's why he was in prison and why he's been sent there. It's just kind of glossed over because it was the seventies. We don't care about this kind yeah. of thing. But he he's in there for statutory rape of a fifteen year old, and he's thirty eight. Yeah. yeah, ass fucking gross. Yeah, no. Yeah, and it's different from the movie to the novel. Yeah. And you know, for listeners, I mean, it's not a visual meme, but I have the book in my hands. Yeah. I've read this book through and through um, a few times. Um, got it at a cheap dollar store book place. Was it a different reason in the book? The reason in the book is because he could not handle authority and he kept beating people. You know, yeah. they could have kept that instead yeah. of making instead him, of instead of making him yeah. a pedophile. They, yeah. they did technically, didn't they? He said assault, and then I'm like, oh, maybe you should have been a, become a boxer or something. Right. And then he said, but um, Rocky Ro- would. Rocky Marciano had 40 yeah. in assaults, yeah. and he's yeah. a millionaire. Yeah. Right. It, just, mean, it depends yeah. on context. Yeah. In the book, Randall Patrick McMurphy is a former Korean War uh, veteran okay. who broke uh, everybody out of a POW camp. So as a as a hero, but that that particular um, like that particular situation really just jaded him to authority. So when he got back to his post. He was he beat the hell out of everybody. Like, so anybody who gave him an order just they just beat the hell out of him, which leads to why he went to the insane asylum. Hmm. You know, Wait, the, was it different because in the movie they thought yeah. he was faking it to get out of work detail. To get a, yeah, yeah, but that's yeah, the, it'd be easy. Yeah. yeah, he'd have an easier time in the nut house, but yeah. uh, huh, he learns. Yeah, now, oh, he learns. But in, you know, within this movie, the setting is 1963, but this is 1975. So yeah. Vietnam started to war, you know, started mm-hmm. to go down a little bit. The, uh, at the time, the, um, the compassion for veterans was at an all time low mm-hmm. at that point. Like um, these people you know, have been, these poor people have been drafted, sent yeah. off to do it, to fight a war that they may or may not have had any, like, true understanding or, yeah. or, yeah, understanding is not the right word. If they, they they had less to they had less to say about it than anyone else involved, and then they come back and we're tra- and like the America's treating them like yeah. shit. They didn't have a goddamn choice. Yeah, no. My mom who was a nurse for forty something years before she retired. Mm-hmm. Um, one of her first assignments out of nursing school was she was at a Vietnam veteran's home. Mm-hmm. And she used to tell me the horror stories, but she went to pick up patients who were coming back at a train station, and then people were there ready to throw pig's blood at them. It's like, it's not yeah. their fault. They no. weren't given a choice. They yeah. were fucking drafted. Yeah, I mean, Trying to give them carry powers, because yeah. that's how you give them carry powers. <laughs> this is how fire right. starters happen. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, even, you yeah, know. My, yeah. my dad was in the Marines during Vietnam. Yeah. 
he was stationed in Okinawa, which is yeah. about as far as the fighting, as far mm. from the fighting as you can be. But, you know, he was there. Yeah. And I mean, it's unfortunate now, but I mean, at that time, you know, there was still that huge stigma. Nobody, re- nobody really had sympathy for a veteran at, at all at that time. So, I mean, when you put something like that, it's, it's easy for it to be changed. You know, to make a change, even though it was 1963. To, it's like you don't have to agree with the war to to have sympathy for the yeah. soldiers who are, exactly. who are in it. Exactly. It's, like the, it's not the soldiers' fault. Yeah. It's the higher-ups. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, I am so pro-veteran. I mean, it kind of scares me sometimes. Yeah. But I am very, very pro-veteran. But for the one flew over the cuckoo's nest, I mean, this was one of Jack Nicholson's. <laughs> biggest roles of mm-hmm. all time um you know one that really put him on the map i mean he'd done movies before i mean just before this was 1975 so just before um in 1975 is when he had him just getting his list of it here the shining he was later right the shining was 1980 you're right yeah, yeah. all right i was about to say yeah. it was either like 78 or like 80 it was around yeah. there okay yeah so definitely wasn't his first role no. that was um that was a movie called The Crybaby Killer, but he also had a number of movies with Roger Corman, also Little Shop of Horrors, the hmm. original one, uh, one actually we did called The Raven. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was his He's like the sort of second coach movie. driver? Yeah. Or, yeah, where he played uh, yeah, he one had, of like, a Robin Hood yeah. hat or something? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, God, now I'm picturing it. Jeez. Just like that, that face with that look, wearing like a, a jaunty uh, carriage driver's cap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he'd done so many bloody roles at that time. I mean, it's it just before that his big, 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 big role was when he played Jake Gates um, in uh, Chinatown. Okay. Um, which is a very, very well portrayed role. Very boring movie. He's like, just, just let it go. It's Chinatown. Yeah. Very, very boring movie. Um, but it's still, it's, he's done a lot, although another good thing about this movie itself is this is where he actually met one of his lifelong friends and they realized they grew up two towns over in New Jersey. He met Danny DeVito. Yeah. yeah. Which, okay. Which blew my mind because it didn't click with me that that was Danny DeVito. It's Martini. Because, <laughs> yeah. He's a it just didn't click. Like it's like this is a very tiny man, but it just didn't click with me because I'm yeah. so used to how he looks now. Yeah, it's just like shit. He's got hair. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, it was him. Okay. And also, almost every shot you see him, he's level with somebody else because he's perched on a chair or something. He's perched on a <laughs> yeah. chair. He's playing cards and he's sitting halfway on the table. Yeah, or he's, uh, know, or he's uh, cheating at Monopoly. Yeah, <laughs> and he puts it in his mouth. Yeah, he's like, eating the hotel. Yeah. It's, like, the hotel. it's like fuck Monopoly. Yeah, right. anyway. <laughs> yeah, and you know, you know, he's on the bus and staring at candy. Yep. Which to me, that's the one of the funniest scenes out of the whole movie. So are you all crazy? Uh huh. Yeah. 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 The Cheswick is like nodding, and Danny DeVito is just deadpan smiling, like <laughs> a chick is talking to me. You know. <laughs> um, but this movie does stars Jack Nicholson, Louise Fletcher, Will Sampson. William Redford, uh, Brad Dourif, just to name a few, also Danny DeVito, Dean Brooks, and Christopher Lloyd. Um, Which one was Brad Dourif? Brad Dourif was Billy Bibbit. Yeah. Okay. Is it hitting you who he is? I'm just... uh, 
Aliens movies, Brad Dorif and um, no, 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 no. He, he had a much bigger role in the late '80s and a reoccurring role. In what? <laughs> why can't I, Why can't I place this? Uh, Brad Dorif was the man who played a man named Charles Lee Ray, aka Chucky. Right. Yes, that that kind of blew my freaking mind. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, that explains an awful lot. Yeah. So I'm just picturing Brad Dorf from, um, yeah. I think it was like Alien versus Predator. Like the, or was it that one or was it AVP Requiem? I don't know. It's one of the really bad ones. It, yeah. it was the it was the script. It was a script by Joss Whedon that he wrote as a parody, and they actually turned into an Aliens movie. Damn. Like rumor has it, if you bring it up to Joss Whedon, he cries. Oh. <laughs> Alien Resurrection. That might be it. Yeah. I'm just quickly looking at it. I know he was um, he was Sheriffly Bracket in Rob Zombie's Halloween 1 and 2. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of horror movies in here, damn. And also uh, Gr- uh, Grummel Wormtongue in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah, okay. You have yeah. no power here. Yeah. I've honestly never seen any of that. But, um, um, Gr- Grummel Wormtongue is a yeah. servant of... Uh, Sauron, who has, who basically has the ear of King Eomer. Mm. All the names kind of blend together. He he has the ear of the king of of the king of Rohan, and he's uh, like basically making the making the king insane with his with his powers. I mean, everyone who I've come across who has like a nerdiness like me, yeah, have all said like, dude, you would love Lord of the Rings and fall into the whole J.R.R. Tolkien. Okay, here's yeah. the thing. Yeah. That was a lot of walking, though. Yeah. There, yeah, there is an awful lot of walking in the movies. The movies are worth a watch. Yeah. But the extended stuff around it, I don't necessarily see it as being, like, a necessary sort of thing. You mean like, The Hobbit and all that? The Hobbit and The yeah. Cimmerillion and, yeah. like, uh, like the Rings of Power yeah. series that's out now where yeah. we have, like, Eminem the Elf who ends up becoming Sau- uh, Sauron or whatever. And we don't... <laughs> It's yeah. not really necessary, but the movies are a fun watch. Yeah. There is a lot of walking, so there are points where you can get up and go to the bathroom. You don't even have to pause. Yeah. And it's just, they're they're worth watching, but people going crazy into the, like, let's have a watch party where we're going to spend 75 hours straight watching all the extended cuts yeah. of the movie. You don't need to do that. Nah. No. Uh, um... One of the things that's interesting is Christopher Lloyd plays a character in the movie. His name is Max Tabor. Yeah. In I the noticed book, that. Hey, Tabes. Yeah. <laughs> in the book, the character has my name. His, na- his name is Nick? His name is Nick Tabor. Jesus Christ. You know, look at that, like, Show me. Oh, I me. see it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's there. Go ahead. The book is actually... Yeah. The book is actually different because the entirety of it is from the point of view of the chief. Okay. And which would have... I kind of would have liked to see that. Yeah. Well, yeah, which would have probably changed the entire course of the movie. Although... Yeah. If... if Did you get a lot of, like, internal thoughts? Because that, that could be hard to translate to, you know, movies. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the hardest thing to get out of a, get out of a yeah. book onto the screen is the... Yeah. Is like, the internal worlds of yeah. the characters. It's real hard to pull off. I would imagine it'd be, like, Family Guy with Stewie Griffin, where you have some of those episodes that's from his point of view. Okay. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking of the episode where it's like he's going to sleep and he's imagining Peter and Lois chopping down trees. 
<laughs> yeah, and doing just that. So, Gino. Yeah. Come here. You know, Come sometimes down. you hear that in the movies too. All right. Uh, yeah, he's he's yeah. just a, he's just a little off. Mama's not home and he's freaked out. No. It's all right, Bob. Yeah. We're fine. You know, so this movie, I mean, it holds a special place. And I mean, some of the things about this, when this was released in 1975, I first off, just to back up. Oh, actually, one thing, just to back up on this. The actress who played Mildred Ratchet um, mm-hmm. was Louise Fletcher. Hey, didn't she? Yeah. She recently passed away, right? She died a week ago at the time of recording this. Jesus. All right. So we saw this and I'm like, oh shit, okay, that's why this has Accident- been on my mind. Accidental kismet. There Acc- we go. Yeah, right. And I mean, Louise Fletcher also played one of my favorite bad movies of all time, played in John Lovett's High School High. God, it's been forever. I think I've seen that. Like yeah, that. yeah. It's you know, it's the same thing of every movie that had been around in the eighty, like every parody of Stand and Deliver. You know, okay. Every parody of that, where it's like, okay, the idealist teacher changes around the the hard knock school and you know makes kids believe in themselves. How am I ever going to reach these kids? Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> How do I teach these kids? You know, and then but she, Gangsta's Paradise. Yeah. Like, oh wait, no, I made myself sad again. Yeah. Oh God, R.I.P. Coolio. Yeah. And uh, but she plays the principal of the school, but basically plays the exact same character. Yeah. Only about thirty years older, and it's funny as hell. See, I just <laughs> my whole thing with this, I, I fail to see how Ratchet is supposed to be the villain in this. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. she she, okay. she she shows up in a lot of like lists as like the best like villain yeah. in in a movie is like, mm. but she's not. Yeah. As so, far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, Randall, uh, like McMurphy, he's the villain. Yeah, okay. we'll get we'll get yeah we'll get into so, it. So I mean, my dad and I had this exact same back and forth when I first saw this when I was seventeen. Yeah. Because I said the same thing. I'm like, why is she that bad? Like yeah. she's putting her notes together. Yeah. You know, she's putting her notes together. She's running that. But the thing is, is this time when you have it in 1975, people were sent to the asylums. They were sent to the homes and they were just put out of the way. Mm -hmm. So, like, I predict personally, like, you're going to see something very, very similar to this, you know, a, a few years come the pandemic time. Yeah. You know, about the pandemic where people were sent in the wards to deal with the coronavirus and yeah. they were just out of the way and to a degree. So when you have these vulnerable people who you're supposed to, again, maybe not McMurphy that you're, you know, that you're Cause, cause, going to be sympathetic for, but you're going to be. McMurphy's a con man, but, yeah, I'll, but I'll, get to, you know, I'll get to that. But maybe you're going to be sympathetic towards, you know. Uh, Chief, Dale, Billy, Cheswick, Tabor, Martini, mm-hmm. and all those others. I mean, maybe you will be sympathetic towards them. And then you have this woman who is very stern. She is, okay, yeah. she's harsh. Yeah. She's very, very stern. Yeah. Perhaps a bit mean, mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. However, I don't see her as being the villain because yeah. she's doing what she can the only way that she knows how to right. for the time frame. The movie is set in like 1963. 1963, yeah. Okay. So the state of mental health care in the 60s, pretty fucking bad. Yeah. Like at like it is not great. However, Nurse Ratched seems to be 
doing what she can. Yeah. Like until McMurphy shows up and starts getting underneath every, like getting under everyone's skin, no one had to go for shock treatments as near as I, near as I can tell. Yeah. Nobody had been zapped real hard yeah. and come back with those weird scars yeah. and just been completely like, yeah. like just blown away like yeah. that. It's like he fucked up the 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 entire he routine. Threw a, he threw a wrench in it, and he, yeah. and yeah. and it's like culturally they're trying to say that throwing a wrench in the works is is the good thing because you can be free and this a routine's not a bad thing. I agree with you. Like, I agree with you, especially the scene where she, they're talking about, can you turn on the ball game? Can you turn the music down? Yeah. Well, we have older men on the ward who... And this is all they have. Yeah, yeah this is all that, they got. They can't hear it. It's that guy that dances all the time. It's just yeah. like he's yeah. I mean, he's pretty much gone, but it's like, that's that's for him. That's yeah. for, yeah. Like, as far as they knew, that's for like the chief, who was yeah. just kind of, you know, silently doing his thing. Yeah. I just... Who's just pushing a broom? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't see Nurse Ratched as being the villain. I don't she either. Wasn't, she wasn't nice. I no. wouldn't call her the protagonist by any yeah. stretch. And as much as there is any protagonist in this movie, I don't think there is one. Well, the, a protagonist is um, who gets the plot going. Like as far as who's pushing forward in the plot mm-hmm. towards the goal. All right, and that ca- and in that case, then. I don't think this like these people would have been better off without a protagonist showing up. Yeah. Because, you know, the the whole like they took they they they're restricting our cigarettes, they won't let us do this. It's because he started the whole actual gambling thing. Yeah. If he hadn't shown up and fucked up the whole system, then they wouldn't then uh what's his name? Wouldn't have had his freak out about wanting his cigarettes. Cheswick. Ches- yeah, Cheswick. Yeah, Charlie Cheswick. His, yeah, Charlie wouldn't have had his freak out yeah. because it wouldn't have been an issue because they wouldn't have yeah. been restricted in the first yeah. place. But because McMurphy came in and just decided, well, fuck this noise. I want to watch baseball or whatever. Right. He just breaks everything with no no concern for anyone else. Yeah. It's more of a order versus f- freedom thing because um, – the, the nurse obviously stands for, you know, order, mm-hmm. and she does have a stick up her ass, but again... Yes, she is. I'm like, is she... She doesn't seem like she's doing anything that inappropriate unless, like, talking about to the, everybody about their issues violates confidentiality. I don't it's know. Like, okay, yeah. Well, HIPAA was not around then. HIPAA, uh, HIPAA wasn't a thing, and that might have been a little bit a little bit harsh, but if you think about it, that's actually pretty goddamn progressive for the time. Yeah. Because it was at least... She was forcing talking. them to the talk. Yeah. yeah, she was having them talk about their problems, yeah. which was not something you did in the sixties. No, when it came to like mental mental issues or any tra- kind of trouble with that, you rub some dirt on it and shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like this is like yeah. she was being progressive for the time. Yeah, and like I, I, I will die on this hill. Ratchet no, was I, not the villain. I agree with you, and I mean, I remember hearing about the, the um, when the play version of this was brought out. Mm-hmm. It was right around the same time of the movies, and my high school English teacher my senior year, Mrs. Taylor, was talking a lot about this because this was one that fire marshals could not find anywhere to do this. Yeah. Um, because apparently in the play version of it, the, entire, the entirety of the auditorium is the stage. So people are running in and out, and the okay. um, the giant fountain sink thing that he tries to throw through yep. the window is in the aisle. 
Huh. So when you see that and when you see Ratched come in, she comes in from the back into the audience. So everyone's you just you hear that shuffle of everyone turning around and they yeah. go in. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a different thing. But she said when you see him in the scene where Nick Murphy is trying to grab onto the water fountain and trying to push, like you could see everything. And I remember this conversation, but I said the same thing as you. I said, is, you know, is she really a villain? But I mean, there's the scene, um, I know we're bouncing a bit, but I'm going to bring it back in a minute. But there's the scene where, um, um, gosh, uh, McMurphy, no, no, no. McMurphy wants to watch the Yankees baseball game. So he wants to watch the World Series. And, you know, that's where we knew it's 1963. And, uh, you know, I didn't, yeah. the radio was on. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of the Yankee Stadium. It was the Los Angeles Dodgers versus the Yankees. And uh, they really, really wanted to see it. But, you know, it was like, hey, can everybody vote? You know, and they finally they all vote. And it's yeah, everybody, all nine of them. is like, no, there's 18 people on the ward. Okay, got to get one person. And she calls the meeting just to get it out of the way. The chief raises his hand, you know, like, wait, you know. I mean, that was kind of a, yeah. pos- a borderline yeah. dick move yeah. to... Be like, I'm going to close it early just to fuck with him. But again, I don't know. It's just, yeah. I feel it's, uh, it's just more of a conflict between you have one character yeah. who's highly ordered and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but right. it, um, yeah. McMurphy's kind of on the side of freedom yeah. and uh, some of the other characters complain about being treated like like with children, like when Cheswick with the cigarettes, but I mean, she did make a point. So yeah. there's and and once again, he wouldn't have had his cigarettes right, restricted right. if McMurphy hadn't come in and just thrown a wrench in the entire goddamn yeah. system. Agreed. Like freedom is freedom is a good thing, sure, but sometimes a little bit of a little bit of structure and a little bit of routine yeah. is what yeah. you need. Well, and especially where you have these people who have these massive disorders, mm-hmm. you know, and just to go through some of these, yeah, you got, you know, necessarily get yeah. told why, why yeah. the rest of them, they're like, we can figure out the tabers in there because he's, he seems to be impulsive. He's got impulse control. Yeah. Belligerent issues. profanity issues. Yeah. yeah. The, you know, they have their, um, there's epileptics, there's Bruce Fredrickson and Jim Subfeld who have those, uh, yeah. those problems. Um, the, there are others though that, you know, you could tell it's not a 1963 ward, yeah. you know, they have this, like, uh, their childish delusions of Martini and the temper tantrums of Billy, of, um, Billy Babbitt, Charlie Cheswick, although, and then, uh, Dale Harding, who supposedly has repressed homosexuality. Yeah. You know, and the only one who really, like, you know, you could see right away who does need it because they talk about it is Billy Bebbitt, who had multiple suicide attempts. And he's got that, that horrific stutter, yeah. which I have to notice yeah. later on, like, before uh, uh, before Ratchet came back in, yeah. he wasn't stuttering. No. No, he like was when he yeah. had it. Like when he had a chance, and he yeah. like he was with Candy for the night and whatever. Yeah. It's like he wasn't stuttering until no. it got brought back up. But now this is probably a real harsh moment where um, Ratchet maybe went a step too far, saying we have to tell your mother about this. Yeah. And that's what pushed him too far. But ultimately, she's trying to help because that all that whole thing happened 
it was pure chaos. Yeah. Like these people, we don't know why some of them are in there. They might have hurt someone. Why is the chief in there? Yeah. Like, I do don't we have remember any idea? The, the explanation, because he, he, he ended up talking about his dad being an alcoholic and something about it getting used up. But I don't know if that yeah. was the alcohol or if he was in the mental ward, well, too. I, I'm confused. In the book, it kind of goes a little further because they gloss over it in the movie. His dad supposedly was the one that was a toxic alcoholic. He beat him up quite a bit, which is the you know, explanation of why he feels small. He, and then he killed his mother in front of them. Mm. So, which led him to have, like, almost like the Tommy syndrome. Ah. You know, the blind, deaf, quote, dumb. Well, I don't know. He was yeah. talking at the end. To yeah. Well, I mean, he did that, but it was also just because that was, you know, in 1963, too. Oh, he can't hear us anymore. He can't talk. He can't do that. Oh, okay, he could go hear over him there. the whole time. Oh, yeah. He could hear the entirety of the time, too. And it's... When we get to that scene, too, I remember first hearing that, and I was repeating that over and over again. Ah, juicy fruit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just stopped. <laughs> you sly motherfucker. Yeah, that was the background of my very first desktop computer for about three years. <laughs> the juicy fruit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm sorry, my first laptop. Nice. That I had was the, was the scene there. Jack Nicholson is just looking at Will Sampson like, Really? You <laughs> absolute son of a bitch. Chief, you fucking did it, man. You son of a bitch. Wow. I mean, uh, Randall was mostly a disruptive influence, yeah. but uh, there were some... Mm. Well, um, it was mostly mixed results, because, yeah. I mean, before Billy killed himself, he kind of found some courage yeah. when uh, um, yeah. McMurphy introduced him to candy and yeah. stuff. Um, so, and then also he was like the only one who really paid attention to chief, you know, cause mm-hmm. everyone just assumed said, Oh yeah, you can't hear speak or anything. Uh, just leave him alone, I guess. Yeah. Well, but, uh, Randall, you know, he talked to him anyways and was all like, Hey, uh, Put the ball in the basket. Yeah. You're tall. Which is, which is a, <laughs> which that. That interaction on the basketball field, you know, uh, on the court was really, like, one of my favorites. Mm. Especially uh, where the Chief starts getting happy <laughs> and starts running really happily, like, hey, hey I got the ball. Yeah. And um, so, let's just kind of go back and let's dive a little deeper into it. So, it's autumn 1963 in Salem, Oregon. And Randall Patrick McMurphy, RP, is on his way from an Oregon work farm, and he pretends to be mentally insane in order to get himself transferred to avoid hard labor. The ward is dominated by Mildred Ratchet, a cold, passive-aggressive tyrant who intimidates her patients. Intimidate, sure. I don't yeah. know if I'd call her a tyrant, though. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I'm more with, like, <laughs> stick up the ass. Yeah. Yes. Up, yeah, uptight and stern. Yes. Yeah. Like she but could also, loosen up a little. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Uh, then again, how re- I don't. Know. Yeah. But another thing here in the book here, uh, one thing they don't really get into in the movie is Ratchet lives on the ward. Oh. She, you know, are not right there, but she lives on the grounds. Hmm. So it gives more uh, to her character. Itself, because if she knew, if we knew she was there, and we knew that she had something she had to say, 
then, you know, if she was there anyway, she's like, okay, these people are in my house mm-hmm. as well. And you're going to be a lot more stern. Yeah. You know, you're going to be a lot more stern itself. I mean, it's my opinion. Um, no, so, yeah. the, it, she's a different character from the head nurse, right? Mm-hmm. In the, that I read in the book. Yeah. Yeah, I was just flipping through and it yeah. was like some weird race shit going on in that there book. There is a lot of racial shit. There, there is a lot of racial shit, even right from the first paragraph. Like, please stop using the phrase "black boys." Yep. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's yeah. creepy. Yeah. The, the, stop it. It's really weird. Although um, seeing the dudes in the movie with the white uniforms and the black bow tie, I'm like, are, are you gonna? Do you sell ice cream? <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Did old timey ice cream dudes wear that too? I guess so. I guess so, yeah. So Ratched sees McMurphy's lively, rebellious presence as a threat to her authority, which she responds by confiscating and rationing the patient's cigarettes and suspending card play privileges, and McMurphy finds himself in a will battle of wills against Ratched, you know, from stealing a school bus, escaping with several patients to go off to the specific coast. Yeah, and that whole thing is just like, yes, let's give fish hooks to a bunch of people who you don't actually know their mental disorders. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a swell idea. Yeah, there was that one guy with the... Oh, just put it right through the eye! Yeah. Martini, they're dead. I think he put the eye back on the fish or something. Martini did it, yeah. I was like, oh my god, don't eat it, don't eat it. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) He just tried to eat the hotel in Monopoly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or um, when you have uh, Sedfield, who, um, you know, one of the, I remember one of the funnier lines for me was um, Sedfield when they're coming back and, like, all the police are there and the doctor's there and everybody's just watching, like, okay, you're not going to go anywhere. What the f*** did you do? Yeah. You know, and he's just there with the fish and he goes, we caught it. We caught a fish. We caught this fish. (laughs) I mean, again, it's like... He was irresponsible, but it did have a, a good effect on the other on the patients. So mm. I don't. I'm not entirely sure what this movie's trying to say. It isn't. It is different, though. It is different. It, yeah. it, I don't. Because yeah. again, I uh, mean, for the time, I think they were trying to go for the you know anti-establishment. Free, yeah. Yeah, anti-establishment, you know, all for freedom, yeah, sort of thing. But yeah. so, uh, it's not really that feel-good of a movie when you get down to it, because you lose Billy at the end. Sometimes, no. no. Yeah, you lose Billy yeah. at the end, and you, you and everyone, Randall gets his, which, honestly, I didn't feel bad about that. No. He deserved what he got. But uh, the other the other patients, they seem okay with going back to the regular routine, although they do cheer when they uh, hear Chief escape. Yeah. But I, I feel they like don't it's, know it's the chief, though. Yeah. They they think yeah. it was. Uh, they think they it was think Randall it was McMurphy. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. There is a thing to say, like you don't, you, you shouldn't necessarily patronize the patients, um, yeah. but I don't know. It depends on the patients' issues, I guess. Yeah, it's. It, but also, it does throw a little bit into it because some of these people really. Possibly wouldn't be there, you know. If it would, if you think about it, it was 1963. They were apparently a bunch of them were voluntary. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was 1963. I mean, suppose let's say it was 2022. 
You're yeah, recording but we don't right have now. state institutions anymore in this country. I don't think. We don't have state institutions, but we need do, help. But we do have institutions. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not. We live about three blocks away from one it's ourselves. Corrigan, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Right, it's right over there. Uh, my yeah. um, uh, my heart doctor is in that uh, the Hanover building right next. Yeah. Right is next it to like it. the same thing, but they just call it inpatient now? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Um, yeah, because they're, you know... Because uh, I thought yeah. asylums were all shut down or yeah. something. Well, so could, and the, the word asylum has kind mm-hmm. of a bad connotation to it now after right. all the, all the you know, I don't want to say nonsense, but I'll, after all, this, all the shit that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Now, see, Asylum, Asylum, the movie. The Asylum. The, the Asylum is in it. They, they are. They made the Sharknado movie. They, they are inviolate. They are perfect. And I will not brook any dissent. <laughs> those movies. Those movies are great. And I will fight you with knives if you disagree. Right. Oh my God. I'll beat right. you at the Denny's parking lot. <laughs> but I mean, if it was 2022, half the people probably wouldn't even be there. Nope. Mm. You know, probably on some meds, and I mean, in the 1980s, Ronald Reagan started shutting them down. And the, yeah, and the repressed heard. homosexuality is just like, no, he'd be having counseling to kind of come to grips with himself. Yeah. He wouldn't be in, he wouldn't be committed into a mental yeah. institute. I thought he just, like, hated his wife and fought with her a lot, and that just made me think, wait, given the time frame, is Boomer comics? Yeah. <laughs> or just, boomer comic? Or the thing is, it is possible he might actually be homosexual, but Maybe. for the for the 60s, that's a mental disorder. That's right. not okay. It's still yeah. it's still illegal. Yeah. In the 60s. I think in so. some ways it was. It was um you know, DSM-1 I think had that. Yeah. It's like it, yeah. It was like it was considered a mental disorder. Yeah. Uh, it was also considered sodomy and it was uh, yeah. and it was an arrestable offense. Right. And considering the time where people thought oh it was a choice so they chose mm-hmm. to go that way then they can't do that. Yeah. It's like why why would you choose to yeah. make life that much harder for yourself? Right. It's just like you are, it's it's who you are. Mm. It does, it's not you know, when the realization happened is I know people yeah. are born the way they are exactly okay you know then you know, but the is everybody yeah. in this is everybody in this movie having some kind of uh gonna blame their problems on uh, women in their life or something I mean it was the 70s the, seems to, yeah. it seemed to have been the way to, yeah. the way to do 60, it yeah I mean some I of it here yeah. maybe I'm just reading too much into it but yeah like, I mean, oh let's blame nurse ratchet let's blame yeah. uh uh, what's his face blames his wife for things. Yeah. Uh, it's not entirely. Part, different. Yeah. It's not entirely different now. If you look at the Republican Party, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, how, I mean, did yeah. many, how did uh, maybe I'm painting with a broad brush, but I don't know. I just uh, the whole if if the people who became the the if the boomers were like if they were all free spirited in this movies, what the fuck mm-hmm. happened? Um, they, uh, was it, they, they lost the values, but they kept the weed. Um, no, what was the, uh, yeah, basically they, they became what they feared, uh, the whole time. Like the baby boomers were going to be like, we're not going to be like the, our parents. And then they become like our parents because things get more permissive and they're just like, that's not how it was in my day. So we're not going to allow this kind of thing. And it's still going like at this point, like Gen Xers are like the new, like, you know, older generation at this point. Like, I saw a copy of the AARP magazine today. Oh, God. Do you know who was on it? No. Adam Sandler. What? Adam Sandler was on the cover of the AARP magazine. 
and there was a little blurb about Gen Xers and the best ways to re- retire. It's just like, oh my God. we getting old. Oh, God. I saw that, and I was like, I, I felt like the end of oh. Saving Private Ryan, where I was just rapidly aging. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Zardoz? Zardoz? Which, yeah. yeah. yeah which I does, became a skeleton. It was terrible. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure not everybody um, uh. became some kind of horrible caricature yeah. conservative Ty- opposite yeah. type, it, but, but en- enough of them did. Uh, yeah, I, 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 the, the hippies I, became yuppies. Yeah, I know it's wrong to generalize, yeah. but I guess I've read so much people on the internet boomer shitting on millennials that it's like you brought this on yourselves. I'm yeah. sorry. You want to start slinging yeah. mud and stereotyping generations? Yeah. Um, Who's stop the- drawing big yeah. noses yeah. and wife hating in all your weird comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm one of the weird people at, at at my at my job because so many of my coworkers talk about going to the bar afterwards or like not wanting to spend time. Chino, I let you down for five seconds and you start barking again. Pepperoni. Anyway, because yeah. they they talk about wanting to go to the bar afterwards and yeah. you know the wife is doing this that and the other thing it's driving them nuts. Just like I don't know, I like my wife. Yeah, you know it's it's part of, it's a big part of the reason I asked her to marry me. Right. Like, I like her. Yeah. I want to spend time with her. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel the same way. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, I, well, I, I do I, like alone time playing yeah. video games. Yeah, and, and yeah. that's... Well, Joss yeah, and I course. can have alone time and be in the same room. She'll be reading yeah. her comics in the other room. I'll be playing Final Fantasy. And, like, we don't say anything to each other for, like, two and a half hours. Yeah. You know what? You can share a silence. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm the same way. I won't go. I'll go to the gym. I'll go to the, but I'm not going to go to the bar just to avoid Kaz. Yeah, just anything, like, that, that doesn't make any sense to me either. Maybe they just, maybe if they go home, they're reminded of a sense of responsibility that, you know, after a hard day of work, you don't necessarily want to go home and be, have home responsibilities plumped on you. Well, I mean, it's, but it's still, I don't mind those responsibilities myself. I don't mind them for me. Mm. You know, that's just me. I mean, it's still... It's, well, I mean, it's, it's not like you're telling me what to hey. do when you come home. It's just, I think, oh, no, yeah. I have to change gears or yeah. something. I don't know. I get it. I, yeah. I, try to, I try to reason these things in my head yeah. by giving the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I get you. Might I mean, not be a good idea, yeah. but... Um, so, in short, boomers, please stop shitting on millennials. Yeah. You're just going to make us want to shit on you just to get back. Yeah. No, I'm just thinking of Adam Sandler on the dam. Mm-hmm. He's, he's yeah. wearing a Hawaii. 30, I was sent an AARP card. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Which you're not quite there yet. Yeah, it's supposed to be yeah. 50 plus, right? But apparently they wanted... You can get it any time. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Was, they could recruit Stop. you younger, I guess. Yeah, so. you can get it any time, really. Which does remind me, I have to take my heart medication when oh we get home, God. too. Oh, my God. Now yeah. that's a thing. Yeah, that is a thing for me now. Yeah. yeah. The, what the fuck? I do... Yeah. Wow, I wouldn't recognize yeah. him with that beard. Yeah, he's got the beard, a Hawaiian shirt, and a random basketball for no good reason. He old, though. Yeah. No, but no. he is. He's huh. over 50, which yep. is, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, so uh, back here with the movie. So, I mean, they, uh, an orderly, uh, t- <laughs> Rundle McMurphy now thinks, he's like, okay, I can do whatever the hell I want. I'm getting out in 68 days anyway. 68 days, and one of the orderlies is like, yeah, no, we keep you here, and you go, and we tell you to go, because you're criminally committed. That was, because there was a scene before where um, Ratched was, like, talking Mm to, I don't know, all these doctors or something who are evaluating him, and Mm -hmm. it was her idea to keep him on longer. Yeah. But, so... 
in my mind, I'm like, okay, is she supposed to be the antagonist? And I mean, not necessarily bad guy, but is she like secretly like having power over all these people yeah. and she wants to keep him there to break him? But no, I don't know. It doesn't. I, I thought about that, but it doesn't seem right. Well, in that scene, though, her reasoning, and I mean, because I work in a. I work in a healthcare center as well, and oftentimes we have we're we're faced with a decision because I used to run a desk in the triage unit, mm. and after all the directors and everybody went home, I would be in charge of the building. And one of the decisions we were faced with quite often was sending a patient to the hospital mm -hmm. because you know either like they were. They were too unstable to take care of themselves or they and they needed help or we just couldn't help them at that given moment. So I mean or they were or they were unable to really take care of themselves to go home. Mm -hmm. So we had a point where we, you know, I often had to make that decision myself. So I could see her point because she says it's one more thing where we're, it looks like we're passing the buck to her or yeah. Or we're passing our problem to another person. I didn't see her as a villain at that point. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if she could secretly be sadistic inside, but all her, all the things she says are pretty logical. Yeah. Like, I didn't see at any point, yeah. I didn't see her get, like, for lack of a better term, I never saw her get off on her power. Mm -hmm. Right. She's like, she was just... She cool was and calm. Cool, yeah. calm, maybe a little bit heartless, but yeah. at the same time, she was... Doing, she was trying to help the only way they knew how at the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm confused. In the book, is she supposed to be a villain or just? She is. Okay. Yeah. Is she, she is, is she harsher in the book? No, no. I think the. Is it the time period? Like the audience yeah. is supposed to be like, I hate the man, man. I think mm. it is the time period. That could because be. you're dealing with people who really have a hatred towards the government, a trust. Has towards that changed? <laughs> Well, at that time, it was an all-time low. Nixon was found with the Watergate problems. Again, 2016. Whole... The whole documents thing seems like a way more scandalous than Watergate. I'm not very familiar with Watergate, other yeah. than it was tapping a hotel room illegally. They tapped the phones of the Democratic National Convention Committee in order to figure so out... Yeah. Now, yeah, but he also recorded secretly recorded many uh, many people who they had no idea they were being recorded. Again, yeah. it sounds real tame now. It does, after yeah, all that it does. Issue. What was the final count? Two hundred thousand individual documents yeah. that uh, the yeah. or the orange asshole had yeah. in a broom closet at his beach resort. I yeah. don't like people getting away with shit. Yeah, but it's all it right. Up. He had a padlock on the door. Yeah. It's oh, fine. My whole point with bringing that up was. In current day, a lot of us still think the government is crap, so yeah. that can't be the factor that would make an audience reading the book be like, uh, hate Ratchet. Well, reading the book is one thing, but also I think it is one thing. When you see it in the movie, you see the visual, it's very different. This is, just, this is really super interesting, actually, because, yeah, you're right. Also, this yeah. movie reminds me a lot of Cool Hand Luke. It does. I'm not sure where the difference is, yeah. though. I mean, besides the setting and... Yeah. You know, know. you know, I hadn't thought about it, but yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. There is... There are... De now, if I can think of somebody who deserves a few days in the box, it's McMurphy. 
Yeah. More than Luke. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, way, well, yeah I mean, Luke. yeah, Luke got into the box because his mom died. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was some we bullshit. don't want to see you run. You better put yeah. Randall in the box because fuck you, buddy. You get rabid in your blood. Yeah, you know, and it's, uh, that, that's all. I do think of it that there might be some similarities, too, because <laughs> you think he might have been coming from that work farm, too. Yeah, oh, this was crossover. Yeah. Oh wow. All right. Yeah. It's <laughs> thinking of things I thought of with fantasy casting as well. Uh, one of the more famous scenes here in the movie here, McMurphy plans to escape to go down to the bar, wet the whistle with the boys, and watch the ball game. To try to throw a hypertherapy console through a window, he can't do it though. It reveals yeah. that McMurphy, Scanlon, and the chief are the only ones who are non crowd non-chronic patients who are involuntarily committed. Yep. Mm. And the rest of them are self-committed here after Cheswick burst in and they brought his cigarettes. Uh, Randall McMurphy uh, fights with the orderlies and punches through the window to get Marlboro's cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's extreme, but it, he I feel like his intent is to shut uh, Cheswick up. Yeah. But, it was his, worse. but it was his yeah. fault Cheswick was having the freak out in the he first place. He basically solved the problem he created. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Again, I, has anyone said anything about what the intent with this movie is? No. I'm not really sure. Like I didn't eh. look it up because I don't know. The intent with the movie really was just to, I think, to sympathize and show people who were, people who were in these wards like this were generally not that bad. Mm. Um, there's one other parody, though, that does show that that people kind of forgot about. Eh? And uh, <laughs> the par- the uh, unintentional parody in Good Burger. Oh, I thought. Well, I don't know if that was really a parody, other it, than. Oh, it was direct, it direct was? influence parody of it. I yeah. just wanted to see when they kept showing the the guy just dancing by himself, not yeah. paying attention to anything. Yeah. I'm just like, oh my god, he's rehearsing for the uh, the asylum for the, music, the music number in, in Good Burger. <laughs> look at this room, look at the walls, they're all padded, I can do this, look, wee! Come on, everybody, let's dance! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Linda Cardellini with birds in her hair. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? I let all the animals loose in the zoo. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, they're, they're sent for shock treatment. Chief Ooh. Cheswick and McMurphy up on the top ward, waiting their punishment. Cheswick's Mur- freaking the fuck out because yeah, because he knows what's gonna happen. Yeah, and the officer must stick a gum, having faint, deaf, mutinous to avoid engaging with anyone after subjected to such. And <laughs> anyone, Chief looks and says, "Ah, juicy fruits." And the, the flavor of Juicy Fruit lasts about as long as it takes to say that sentence and uh-huh. it's gone. Uh, you know, mm. I think Juicy Fruit was um, invented in 1905 or something. Juicy Fruit. It's gone a moon. <laughs> but, uh, well, see, I, um, this reminds me, maybe he wouldn't have had to do that if, you know, he ha- could have alone time or something in his room. Because at one point earlier, the one of the guys is like, why, why did they lock the doors of the dorms? At, at, during the day, and stuff. Yeah. And it's like because you'll just go back to sleep. But just like yeah, I know I would, and, yeah. and being with people is healthier, dude. Alone, t- okay, nurse. Uh, yeah. I mean, screw that. Alone time's healthy too. Yeah, maybe you don't want to be around noise and yeah. shit and pressure. Well, I mean, give them some space to chill out. Yeah, it was Tabor that said that too. Yeah, you know the what I think it's also. 
today he might have had a sexual disorder. I mean, he can't go back in because he probably would just sit by himself and just jerk off for a while. Mm. Does he think Tabor's in there because he's trying to avoid the Libyans? <laughs> yeah, yeah, reverse his yep. Doc Brown. Yeah. They found me. I don't know how, but they found me. Didn't Doc Brown in the bad future get committed or something? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my god. Hey, you're right. We have yeah. a multiverse going now. <laughs> oh, and I just need to remind everyone we are living in the timeline where uh where um I can't remember his name. Biff? Where yeah. Biff has the has the almanac. We are in yeah. that timeline. <laughs> Just make like a tree and get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, McMurphy returns to the ward after electroshock therapy. Oh, wait, I forgot the point with the... Okay, the juicy fruit scene. The first time I ever <laughs> saw this, my dad told me, he says, I want you... We watched this, and I remember watching it with him. And, he, you know, he, we went to Blockbuster and we we're going to watch this in school. And because there was a lot of it, we we're going to talk about, you know, the, uh, the Ken Kinsley book and, uh, you know, get into really big, why is this a big classic novel in an English class? But I watched it with my dad and he is sitting and I'm just going to do this to Kaz for a moment. I'm sorry. He's sitting in the chair next to me and then he just goes like this and starts grabbing my arm. Yeah. And looking and he goes, okay, ready, bud? Watch this. And when he says, uh, juicy fruits. (laughs) Dude, I told you this is awesome, right? I'm like, yeah, just uh, like. Chief, you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and I watch, I'm like, whoa, but okay. And this is where, like, okay, you got me. And this is like, you know, to quote you, Dan, this is the suddenly ninjas moment. Yep. So just I'm like, like okay, you got me, me again. Just like, I'm back. Yeah, you got me again. <laughs> you got me back. Movie. Yeah. You got me again. And when he walks in, appears to have brain damage and winks at the chief. And I'm like, okay. He's like walking yeah. around like a zombie, and I'm like, oh man, that's what I feel like in the morning. Yeah. Like, uh, you mental defectives, I worry. I'm like, oh, it's me walking into work. <laughs> Out of curiosity, at your work, do you guys have any kind of like just random like sounds or like in jokes that only really work in your office? And have you ever accidentally used them at home? Suspiciously <laughs> um, specific. It happened to me the other day. There's this there's this thing in my office where just out of nowhere, if there's like a silence of more than say thirty seconds, someone has to like sigh exaggeratedly at the top of their lungs across the entire building and just kinda like ah. <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah. I did I like that just happens in the yeah. office and it just it it doesn't no one's like scheduled to do the random sigh. It's just <laughs> someone will do it. I did that the other day, and Joss jumps. She goes, what's wrong? And I'm like, oh, right, you don't know that, do you? She goes, what is wrong with you? At my old place that I worked, we had this game called the knocking game. Okay. That when anybody would, um, yeah, when anyone would say something that was remotely dirty, if taken out of context, one person would just knock yeah. Twice, just to say acknowledge it. But the thing was, is nobody else could laugh. <laughs> so. Oh, no. <laughs> that happens with me and my buddy Bill at work. Yeah. Anytime someone says something yeah. like like yeah. vaguely dirty, the two of us will lean out of our out of our case and just find each other. Just like. 
Yeah. Well, we used to do this, and all the supervisors were in on it. Yeah. But anyone would say something, or it was just like, okay. And, um, and we had this one associate who was speaking to somebody who would used to say, like, somebody's name really loud. And we're too, I think it was like he had to use the person's name while talking. Yeah. And he was on a long time, and he kept saying, Mr. Wood. And like, I'll get right to you, Mr. Wood. And then it just like faintly in the background, he's like, <laughs> we'll be right there, Mr. Woodcock. Yeah. You just hear tap tap yeah. in, in the distance. Tap tap. Yeah. And then another one. Tap, tap. The, the, the trick of the game was you could not laugh. Like, no, you, you just. You laugh. Yeah, if you laughed, you lost. Yeah, you lost. Oh. The game. You lost. And just like you just lost the game. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. We weren't playing the game. You're always playing the game. You're never not playing the game until you oh. lose because you thought of the game. Uh, Shit, I just lost the game. <laughs> Funny story with that too is like we were on a I was on a business trip. We all went to Austin, Texas for a little while. Mm-hmm. And you know, this is where we came up with the idea of the game. So we call it the knock game. And um we're really super tired. We got to the airport and this was like two thousand and ten, I think. Two thousand nine, two thousand ten, I think, somewhere on there. So, sure, you know, right around the point still where, you know, TSA was still really crazy and you had to go to the airport like five hours early just to take a two-minute flight. Yep. Anyway, so, like, we came up with the idea with the knocking game because we went from Austin to Washington, D.C., and then our plane got delayed and we had to take a biplane, go to the other airport in Washington, D.C., and finally get home to Providence. So we started, we left the hotel like eight o'clock in the morning and we didn't get back to get into Providence till like five minutes to midnight. Jesus. So like we're traveling all freaking day for a short distance and it was just terrible. And then we got to this and our friend of ours, Lisa, who, who Lisa, if you're listening, I will never forget the story and you're a joyous woman. Um, <laughs> you know, she's so tired. She says, you know, I don't even want to go ahead and grab anything. I don't even want to get my suitcase, but I know they're going to go ahead, open up my suitcase, feel in my panties and feel something good. We all <laughs> ran to the wall and just pounded on the desk. <laughs> You know, we're like we're going down. Like if anyone's been to the Providence Airport, we're going down the escalator to the turnstiles. We're the last plane in the in the in the facility for the night, yeah. and we're all keeling over laughing. <laughs> like nobody has well, any you, idea why. You get into the well. You get into the the <laughs> airport that late. You're kind of delirious from being on a plane oh, that long anyway. So it's just, yeah. it's just the entire like the entire mm. like. Um, mm. So the gangway is the thing that goes out to the plane. It's just like the entire yeah. I guess, concourse or whatever yeah. it is that goes to each of the gates is just full of giggles. Yeah. That, 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 oh, that yeah. late we're at night, just... everybody's punchy, everybody's tired. Oh, yeah. We're, so we're, many giggles. They were still punchy, and I think most of us survived on Cinnabon that whole day. Actually, I mean, that, that sounded pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounded pretty good. My blood sugar is spiking just thinking about yeah. it, but I want some now. Yeah. So we're getting to the point of the movie. Um, they make plans, McMurphy and Chief uh, make plans to escape and throw a secret Christmas party for their friends after Ratchet and the orderlies leave for the night. Candy and Rose, we met earlier in the movie. Uh, Candy, I was wondering if Candy was the girl he fucked. 
I looked, I thumbed through the book to try to figure that out. Yeah, but he didn't fuck an underage yeah. girl and yeah. get arrested for it in the yeah, book. Yeah, he didn't. No. But, but then yeah. this is just because Candy, she walks by some the bathroom place and is like, oh, it looks like my high school. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it... I got, mm. yeah, it, it, I hadn't put that together, but now, yeah. now I feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, she, and she's very um, exuberant. With, yeah. Uh, she's, she's, she doesn't seem horribly frightened to be surrounded by random weird dudes. Well, so Candy, at that point, I think there was... A, you thought she was a prostitute? Yeah, there was an understanding that she was something. I mean, she... He grabs her. She's from a trailer park, mm. and the presumption is that she is the <clears throat> she is that. But um, you know, they sneak them in. They get bottles of booze. They, they you know they bribe Turkle, played by Scatman Crothers. I'm like, I see, yeah. I it's see like Jack Scatman again coming up on him, and I'm like, don't let him hit you in no, the back. With don't let him get. Don't let him come up behind you. Don't. No. 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 <laughs> oh, he just yeah. bribes him and gets him drunk yeah. and, and fired. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this, this is yeah. my job. <laughs> you're fucking it up. God damn it, you're well, fucking it up. Oh, he, shit. He knew Randall was bringing in the girls, so yeah. why the fuck did... And the yeah. booze, so yeah. what did he... What did he he took to the happen? bribe. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Uh, only 20 bucks, I mean... Yeah. I mean, 20, 20 bucks in a date. 20 wow. bucks goes further oh, right, in 60 right. and 63, but it's still yeah. not that much money. No. Although he was all like, he basically wants to screw candy, so... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you fucking it up. What the hell? And McMurphy, you know, and um, the uh, after the party, McMurphy and Chief prepare to escape, and they're gonna run out to Canada. But they invite Billy to come with them. And Billy says, "Can I chat with Candy for a little bit? Are you gonna marry her?" Yeah, his big problem yeah. before he went into the ward was basically he had trouble. Oh, he proposed to a girl he liked, and yeah. um, she said no. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, and he tried to commit suicide. Oh, that was well, his first said, suicide attempt. Anyway. Well, see, she said no. Yeah, but they also implied that he had never actually spoken to her before the proposal. Right. Yeah, that he had these delusions in his head mm -hmm. that it, you know, may have happened. They never really fully say how old Billy Bibbit is. Yeah, because he looked yeah. young. Like he could have been like. A yeah. Teen or something. Like there, yeah. There's, there's, it, it isn't, but it's that for a reason. Mm. You know, now Ratchet knows his mother, they're oh, old right. friends, yeah, you know. Yeah. So they're old friends. So she didn't and, have to go yeah, be like, tell yeah, her that she yeah, saw him having yeah. slept with Candy. Yeah. She, you know, but she holds that influence over him. Mm -hmm. You know, and you, you see that yeah. kind of pushes that's, her into that's that that is a villainous moment. Yeah, but I also don't think she truly believed that that was going to cause that kind of a situation. No, mm. no, I, I really no, I really don't. No, and even in even in no. the end, like after Randall tries choking her out, and after yeah. that, whole, like she's still like she's back on the ward. She's wearing a neck brace. She's, yeah. she's trying to help. Yeah, yeah. now. There's all that other stuff, but, um, you know, Bibbit, just to kind of summarize a little bit of this, you know, they're about to leave. Bibbit is having sex with Candy somewhere, and, um, you know, he sits there, the door's open, the window's open, the chief's there, they're drinking, he sits there, and he falls asleep. Oh, I know. Next morning, everything's in chaos. Scanlan is with Rose. 
mm-hmm. on the couch, you know, just it's Everyone different. Everyone passed out at the same damn time. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they're being passed this medication, these antipsychotics all the time. And now we know certain medication you have, you don't have alcohol with. Or grapefruit juice. Or some of it with grapefruit juice, yeah. Yeah, so, some of the meds that I'm on, I can't have grapefruit juice because yeah. yeah. it just lowers the... It's, a, it's like yeah. statins, I believe. Yeah. It just makes them yeah. not effective. And especially now Which with, makes you me know, sad because I like Fresco. Yeah. And especially now with, you know, the one of the bigger combatants is Suboxone. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Suboxone is a is a drug. It's like I, know, I know the yeah. word, but I don't know what it does. It's a, it's a film that you put under the tongue that basically right. makes you sick if you come across alcohol or opioids. Ah, okay. So I, knew I'd, heard, yeah. I knew I'd heard the name, yeah. but I'm like, I That's don't know what it does. It's a very basic, stripped-down version of it. Yeah. Um, but it does help combat people with disorders or, you know, or addictions. Aversion therapy, essentially. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah it is. So, I mean, it's... But here's the thing, though, is when Murphy tries to, um, she tries to kill her, call it what it is. Yeah, because you know, yeah. uh, yeah. what she said ended yeah. up pushing Billy to kill himself. Yeah. Now, I think what happened here is Billy, you know, Billy committing suicide. I think that's. Do not think about Neil I'm Breen. Sorry, are you? Every time someone says oh, the no. phrase committed suicide, I think of Neil Breen and his wonderful I performance. Can't, I, can't, I can't get you out of this one. I can't believe you committed suicide. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't get you out of this one. What movie oh. was that? Oh, no. Fateful Findings. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Prometheus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but... I think with Ratchet being sheepish, because a lot of this is she returns to the ward and she has no power over anybody. I don't necessarily believe because he choked her out. Mm. You know, no, he, but I think what happened is Billy's suicide threw her out, threw her over. Like I mean, now yeah. she's more sheepish and now she's there because if she is old friends with his mother, she's watched this kid grow up. Mm hmm. And, you know, going on your logic, Dan, if they, she's not really the villain and she really wants to help him out, I think what happened is that, you know, now she's traumatized because she seriously tried to help him out. And she and, and, she may know, have been overly harsh, but she was also dealing with a lot of shit that yeah, morning. Yeah, dealing with a lot of shit, dealing with all the other crap. And if she lives there and she knows she can help him. Was she mm-hmm. sheepish, yeah. though? I don't feel like she... I don't know if she changed other well, than wearing the neck brace. And- she was. She yeah. seemed like noticeably less harsh yeah. in that yeah. last scene. But again, she only had like a like a line or two. Well, yeah. It's, yeah. Basically, what I noticed is she gave the medication to that guy who had previously had given his medication to some other person or something. Yes, yeah, like that felt. Yeah, and yeah. so uh, yeah. smiles at him, and he like flips his lip to show her that you know, yes, I did swallow it. Yeah, and she's like, okay. Yeah. So, but I think in the book and in the other stuff, she is very sheepish and okay. Are we good? Is everything okay? How are we feeling? More receptive to yeah. the feelings of yeah. the patients. I think she's there, but I think it's because Billy Billy died. Yeah. Because that's the one that she probably brought him on and was more personal and more drawn to his treatment more than anybody else, rather than somebody who just voluntarily she's just doing a job and helping him out. 
Mm. And, you know, I've known people who have come in for treatment and if you know them and I'm based on, you know, on the field that they work in, if you know them, you have to pretend you don't know them until Mm -hmm. they approach you, you know, due to confidentiality laws. But, you know, if you know them, you want to push a lot more to try to help them out. You know, you want to be able to see them succeed. I mean, I have some patients who I'm very fond of. I can you know, imagine yeah. if his mom wasn't like a monster or something, yeah. he'd probably be pissed at Ratchet. Yeah. I don't know. I could I could imagine yeah. someone blaming her, like yeah. made him kill himself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Although yeah. by invoking his mother's yeah. name, that would yeah. probably reflect poorly on yeah. her. And she wouldn't want to admit that. Yeah. So the final scene here, and then there, Sheffield is with uh, with everybody, and McMurphy saying, "Hey, McMurphy got out. He escaped. No, he's up in the, he's upstairs. He's sleeping as a lamb. They knew what the hell happened. You know, he's mm-hmm. brought out onto the ward, led into the bed by a couple of orderlies, and uh, Chief is looking at him and says, "Hey, we can escape. It's our time, McMurphy." We can go now. Now I feel as big as a damn mountain. And he realizes he has lobotomy scars. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. They did what to you? I can't see you like this. Well, he doesn't just yeah. right away kill him. He at least shakes him to yeah. see if he's responsive. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You're here. You're coming with me. And he smothers him with a pillow and lifts the hydrotherapy. music. Yeah. Which... I was trying to figure out what that wobbly instrument was. It's like, yeah. is it a bendy saw with a, a xylophone thing? Is that Possibly. something? Yeah. It's, like, it's not theremin, is it? No. No. No, but it's one of those. It's like a. It's like a bow or something that you know. Yeah. Uh, so he uh, chief tear is very tearful. He takes the hydrotherapy console, lifts it up. And in the play, as I'm told, what happens at the close of it, he grabs it and he throws, you know, I guess whoever was playing uh, Chief Berman at the time throws it through the back doors. And that's the end of it. And that releases everybody. Yeah. You know, like. We don't see anyone else escape. He just kind of. But as a play, that releases the audience as well. Oh. You know, so as you see, that's because the whole, like, you're in the ward and it's interactive as they tried to do it. Um, oh, you know. I found it. Um, let's see. There's a thing. I think it's, is this? A, there's a sample. Uh, yeah. A musical saw. Okay. I bet that's it. Yeah. And you play the, the straight edge with a bow. Oh, okay. So I've, seen, right. I've yeah. seen that, yeah. Yeah. So the chief then throws it through the window, escapes. All the remaining inmates are waking up to the last breaking and cheering on, which they think is R.P. McMurphy, who... Yeah, they think Murphy's escaping, yeah. but it's... Yeah. yeah. But, and they um, cheer Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So the last few pages, just to read an excerpt of it, the last few pages of the book actually go a little further than that. So, um, with what happened to the chief? Oh, did he make it to Canada? He does, and so... That was the plan. Yeah. I ran across the grounds in the direction I remember seeing a dog go towards the highway a few days ago. I remember I was taking a huge stride as I ran. It seemed to flow in long strides before my next foot struck the earth. 
I felt like I was flying. I was free. Nobody bothers coming after an AWOL. I knew, and Scanlan, who had questioned, who could handle any questions about the dead man, had no, you know, no need to be running like this. But I didn't stop. I ran for miles before I stopped and walked on the embankment onto the highway. I caught a ride with a trucker who was going north on a full, you know, on a truck full of sheep. It gave him a good story. He gave me a good idea. I was going to be a professional Indian wrestler who had, who had to try on the syndicate, who said he got knocked up in a nut house. At a real quick stop, gave me a leather jacket to cover my greens and loaned me ten bucks to eat while I hitchhiked all right to Canada. I now live very happily in Toronto. Hmm. The end. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, somebody had a happy ending. No. Happy-ish. Yeah. So I <laughs> well, mean, it's, it's, it's Canada. It means he's got uh, yeah. he's got like free health care. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, in the sixties, though. Yeah. And isn't Canada infamous for treating natives like shit? Yeah, well, yeah, that's their natives. Yeah, yes. Well, I don't know at the time, but they they have made amazing strides on that. The fact he's in Toronto says something different because Toronto's a city where if you live there, you're not from here. That it's very rare that you have a native for a native Torontan person. Hmm. Like very rare of it because it's a it's a very large immigrant city, oh. you know that many 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 nationalities are there. Actually, when I was there, I'm like, wow, this is really super interesting. It was really fun. Hmm. I have never been further further north than the Canadian side of Niagara Falls. Yeah. Niagara Falls, goddammit. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
any anyone who's work who's working like nursing or like you know doctors in the, these kinds of situations when they're in with yeah potentially unpredictable yeah. people yeah. who are bigger than stronger yes. than you exactly that that is that that is a that requires a huge amount yeah. of courage yeah it's courage I don't know if I could actually pull off yeah my mom worked for years and I remember this like the first 10 12 years of my life mm-hmm. uh, worked in a nursing home and she volunteered to work in the dementia ward. Oof. You know, she worked at the... That could the, be a rough time. In the roughest... She worked in the roughest ward at the roughest time of day. She worked 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. I had a... Um, for yeah. a short time, I did uh, community service for yeah. my confirmation. Yeah. And I worked at um, the nursing home near where you guys yeah. uh, live. The one that's right on the edge of the cemetery. So, yeah. it's a short trip. Yeah. Um, yeah. I worked there for my, yeah. um, my community service and... One day they had me go and like bring the food out, and that yeah. where I, was, I was up on like the fourth floor, and that's like dementia patients. Yeah, that's some scary stuff. It is just walking around and yeah. it's like I don't know if I could handle like to the yeah. point where yeah. I ended up talking to them and just like, can I just can I do paperwork or something because yeah. like I'm freaked out doing yeah. this, and they're like, yeah. you know what, go go organize this paperwork. Yeah. Thank you. I can you know I remember my mom thanking me for my interest in karate. Yeah. Cuz she had a patient attack her and she said she found herself doing what I learned in class while she was watching. <laughs> it's like I found myself blocking his punches and yeah. things. I'm like, I think I was pretty damn good. I had a <laughs> I I never I didn't get attacked by anyone when I was there, but I did have a mm. bedpan hurled at me. Ooh. I hope it was empty. Thankfully, it was empty. Thankfully, it was empty. But yeah, I'm just scrolling down like the hallway with the with the food cart, and I just hear, "Ah!" and I look over just in time to see this bedpan come flying out the door, and I like it missed me by an inch, and like bang against the wall on the other side. Slow motion, like in a movie, and then it hits the wall in its vector speed. Pretty much, it it, like (laughs) I felt the breeze just right in front of my face. I was like, good arm for an 800-year-old man. All right. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I when I was a kid, um, I remember I would go visit my mom. And one of the things that I would do is there was a, there was a desk out in the front. Or like I would pick up her paycheck for her, mm-hmm. you know, and go find her and hand it to her. I was really little, five, six years old. Yeah. But I'd be walking back and she'd be like, oh, yes, it's very good. And, you know, I guess it's whatever the hell it was. I don't know. But I remember patients were coming out trying to grab me. Yeah. Or like, you're really like, they oh, thought, you're like, adorable. oh, God. It's a little kid. Or like these these weird old men who I think did not know where, where they were. Yeah. Trying to reach out and grab me or trying to, like, when I got older, I would just shake their hands or just try to, like, yeah. try to play with it. And they, like, didn't know what, what, the, I, one guy, I remember he reached out and he, like, tried to grab my arm and I just shook his hand and I gave him a high five and he freaked and the hell out. just confused. Like, oh, he I, uh, freaked out. What? Like, what? What happened? And, oh, man. Yeah, who are you, people? Yeah, uh, it, it, I mean, it, you know, um, I don't know if my mom is listening to this, but mom, I mean, he did really good and it was brave of you. And I, I know a lot of nurses who put themselves in that way, too. And if y'all are listening to this, thank you. It's, you know, for doing what you're doing. Can I just say that for the longest time, I I thought her name was Ratchet. 
Because yes, what the yeah. fuck does Ratchet D? What kind of name is that? Yeah. Ted with a D. Ratchet. I don't know. Yeah. And I think I didn't figure it out until I saw Futurama because I was confused because that was a nurse Ratchet because he was a robot. And I'm with a... Then, with a ratchet, yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah. Yeah. like, wait, usually in parodies, the name is different, so... In, uh, in, son of a bitch. In Transformers, the main, like, uh, yeah. like medic character yeah. is named Ratchet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a Netflix series actually oh, called yeah. Ratchet as well. Hmm. That oh, yeah, uh, I, yeah, I had heard of that. Yeah, I hadn't really, I hadn't really dove, dove into it too much, but apparently it goes right into her character. Hmm. Like it's solely from her point of view, and I guess it gets more sympathetic. Okay, to a degree, yeah. but it's based Come on the novel. But it is a, um, um, it's more of a prequel before the Randall P. McMurphy type, you know, time that comes on. Mm-hmm. But I guess people are more sympathetic towards her. Um, but it, to me, I'm, I'm interested. Mm. I'm interested personally, um, but it's more suspense, I yeah. guess. Mm. All right. So, um, when we go ahead, we'll, uh, take talk a, a little break. bit about 44 to me take a quick break and we'll see you on the other side. Hey everybody, thanks so much for listening. Movie Theater Time Machine is a part of the 4041 Media Group with podcasts like Psych Your Crime and Free Your Geek, which you can check out at 4041media.com. That's all squished together in one word, and the numbers are written as numbers. Now it's time to tell us what you think. If you got an opinion or wanted to know what's coming up next, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for Movie Theater Time Machine. Now our podcast will always be free. Free? To subscribe and share. But if you'd like to help us build a bigger, better podcast, not to mention our confidence, you can find merchandise designed by me, Kaz, at Zazzle. Or check out the Kaz Foxen's Animal Shop at Zazzle for cute animal gifts and pet supplies. Thanks so much, and back to the show. Welcome back. Welcome back to the ward. Ah. It's it's, uh, um, fantasy casting time. Fantasy casting time. Fantasy casting time. All right. Uh, Could you turn the music down just a little bit? Uh, I've got, okay, I gotta get one. I sympathize with that. Yeah. The the sensory overload? Yeah. 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 I I gotta get one out of the way right away. Okay. Um, All right. <laughs> Make this an origin story, and uh, this is Frank Reynolds' origin. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, okay. This is Frank Reynolds' origin story from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. God. Yeah. I'm the trash man. Yeah. I, eat, I eat hotels. Yeah. <laughs> I, I eat was. What if the entire <laughs> ward was full of Danny DeVito characters? Yeah. Like you got the penguin in there. And, yeah. Um, and they're all Matilda's just, father. And they're all just kind of uh, bouncing off each other. Yeah. <laughs> oh, terrible. Yeah. See, you go. <laughs> well, you have this. The you turn this way, the numbers go down. This, the numbers go up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, you know one thing we didn't actually mention too is um, the one of the rare appearances of Michael Berryman. Oh. Is there Michael John Berryman's in this movie? The, the guy weird from guy? yeah, the guy from Weird Science. Oh, the the, the yeah. 
<laughs> really, yeah, kind of yeah. concave yeah. sides of his head. Yeah, yeah, okay. really big forehead, bald guy, but he yeah. also, yeah. You know, he'd make a good Professor Farnsworth if he had giant, like, cylindrical glasses. <laughs> I, he would. Good news, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was like one of the mutant mm. bikers from mm. that. Yeah, it's one of the rare, but I. That's a yeah. So all yeah, all different Danny DeVito characters. Yes. I yeah. can't think of enough. Uh, it's oh crack one. The um the no 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 there's only one. Just, yeah, there so can the, only the, be one. <laughs> the origin Frank Reynolds story. It's Squid Game now. Yeah. <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> but the origin Frank Reynolds story. You know, that's what he's trying to tell. Like, can you imagine the Frank, the always sunny Philadelphia <laughs> thing? Do this guy out, and we got ahead, and we found these broads. <laughs> and these broads went with us, and our friend Nick Murphy went out, and he was banging the broad over there. We tried to grab a fish. What if we what got if, the fish? <laughs> what if Frank Reynolds was ratchet, and when he instead of passing out med meds, he offers you an egg in these trying times? <laughs> <laughs> Offered you an egg. <laughs> And then you think uh, he's gone for the day, but he's just naked hiding in your couch. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is Frank Reynolds. I've been working on a, uh, I've been working on my uh, cook character, yeah. uh, character class in Final Fantasy Online. Yeah. And I've literally just been running around, like going to random people and just offering them eggs. <laughs> At low level, it's like the best recipe to, to boost up your experience. Oh, wow. So I yeah. have like... I have like hundreds of boiled eggs in my inventory. I can, but they sell for so cheap. I'd rather just go find a newbie and like, here, have an egg in this try and time. <laughs> I guess it's worth it for the amusement. Uh, I, I mean, all right. I, I guess what it's kind of hard to think of things when um, Futurama's like a really good parody. Yeah. And I also yeah. think of Drawn Together, although I don't know if it was so much of a parody. It's just a, here's your cartoon Crazy Ward. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. Technically a parody. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the only one I had. Mm. That's the only one I had was Danny DeVito with Frank Reynolds. Mm. Well, we already talked about Doc Brown. No. Oh. At least let's go a little further than that. No, the obvious one. If we're talking about, you know, how Harding is, let's see if you're going to follow me on this. Harding is. I have a teacher that looked just like repressed, repressedly gay. Yeah. So you think always sunny in Philadelphia? Oh, what Mac? It's Mac. Exactly. So Rob McElroy. Oh yeah, twenty-seven. Yeah, that one works. Oh, God. Can we just get the rest of the cast in yeah. here? Yeah. Mm. Does D get to be Ratchet? I, and she'll just fucks with everybody? Yeah. And then she could be a genuine villain in this? Yeah. Well, I mean, D, D could be that. Oh, oh sorry, Chino. Um, D could be that. But, don't like yeah. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, D could be a few others. I was thinking more... Um, um, more or less. So there's the the actress who plays the other nurse, the, uh, the assistant, yeah. who really that's Pilbo. her. Yeah, Pil- Pilbo. 
Nurse Pilbo, yeah. She hands out pills. Yeah, and you know the, uh, but <laughs> she only has diamonds. like a, she only has a few lines in this movie. Yeah. And this is really where, from what I could see, is really her only acting credit. Mm. From here, um, but and yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, yeah, with Mac here, so Mac is trying to. Well, I really just have this impression. I really don't think I like my wife. I really don't think that this is the best way to do it. I think she's cheating on me, but she's cheating on God because she's cheating on me. What? Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying that you're God? No, I'm not God, but you guys are, are, you know, you have to be very peculiar to think about that. I got something. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. Um, just to- totally change the movie. Instead of uh, McMurphy, you have... Um, Elwood P. Dowd and and you know Harvey obviously. <laughs> oh my god! He, he, he would he, he could mess up routines in a different wholesome way. <laughs> what I don't know. Um, but the dice is cool with that. <laughs> so he just charms everybody. Yeah. His invisible rabbit friend. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and let's take Harvey with us. <laughs> Harvey, would you like to go take a bath upstairs? Oh, my God. What if that's Harvey's origin story? Because um, Chief wanted to take uh, a McMurphy with him in spirit, I assume, or something. I don't yeah. know. So what if that turned him into a puka? Yeah. If if Chief was the puka? No, Chief made the puka. Oh, oh, okay. So Harvey would have been... So then he'd be a tulpa? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. So what if that's Harvey's origin story? Damn. I just just spotted something here in the uh, trivia, which I think is actually kind of backs up my, um, my, my angle on Ratchet's not the not evil. Yeah. In later interviews, Louise Fletcher said that she found ways to make her character human yet remain unsympathetic, ultimately deciding that Nurse Ratched actually did care about the patients and felt she was doing what was best for them, but was ultimately misguided and drunk on her own power. Mm. Now, again, I don't know if I see her being drunk on her own power, but I can see the misguided thing because, yeah, it was the best they knew how at the time. I mean, by drunk on power, that makes me picture an emotional muahaha response. And she wasn't anything like that. She so. was like like cold and... So, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I, I will I die on this hill. Yeah. I don't think she's really the bad guy. No. Honestly, I can't say I disagree with you. Yeah. I, I really can't wait. I can't say I do that. That's, so, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Like, do most people think that? That's I, a, don't know. I don't know. Is it a generational thing? It might have, or yeah, it might have been a thing that's changed over time. Maybe in the seventies, she was seen as more of a harsh, kind of bitch? grating yeah. bitch character, and now it's just like she was doing her best, guys. Yeah, <laughs> she yeah. was trying. Yeah. It was a bad situation yeah. all around, but she was trying. Maybe Alone. it was supposed yeah. to be this nuance where you maybe yes, yeah. where you can debate about it. I don't well, know. I mean, also you, I mean, there's. There might have been that debate, but, I mean, nobody really likes being told what to do. Oh, yeah. And, you know, at that time where, you know, people were... Patients did have a point. People were being put away and then forgotten about. Well, they're in that ward for a reason. children. They're treated like kids, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's different, too. But, you know, having worked in the healthcare system again for the past couple of years... 
there's a lot that nerd there's a lot that people don't understand what nurses do, especially on the management upper management side. Mm-hmm. Like people really don't understand as, what they do. As far as management is concerned, all they do is spend. All nurses do is spend money. Yeah, that's all that management cares about. All they, yeah, all they do is everybody. take up the money. Yeah, they take up too much money or something. Yep. You know, that's the, that's the difference. There's a big difference with that. Uh, oh, what yeah. if what if uh, you had Doctor Scratch and Sniff and Hello Nurse? <laughs> oh my God! And the Animaniacs are in there. <laughs> well, it'd be a very different movie. Yeah. I think a lot of the things would get smashed. Yeah. They had to, they had to have done a uh, parody of that. It just it just fits for the for the Warners. I want to know if there's a word I'm for that. Something it. that should. It must exist because it's just that appropriate. Is there a word for that? I've been I, thinking of that concept. I don't know. Over the years. Huh. Like, I know they have, like, random words for all sorts of different things. Like, it, the, the misheard lyrics are, um, like, when you... Yeah, shit. What is that? Um, Greens. Uh, Mondegreens. Yeah. yeah. Oh, or um, uh, when, you, when you butcher a, a metaphor... When you say it's just like you're not the brightest bulb in the in the Mixed in the drawer, no, it's like when when you absolutely just butcher yeah. it, it's just yeah. like you're not the sharpest, you're not, not the, the sharpest, sharpest knife on the, the, yeah. on the tree. Make like a tree, yeah. get out of here. Yeah. That's called a malifor oh. because you broke it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, tree don't fall too far from your nuts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or don't they sometimes call it an eggcorn because that's one that exists? Uh, I think so. Or something. I just think of corn smut again. The yeah. Whole day. <laughs> All right, y'all. So we'll figure out more of what to do and be able to get on social media for next week's movie. Yeah. And um, we're going to have some fun with it. So be good and take care of yourself, but don't be too good. <laughs> <laughs>